We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in to the LakersNation.com live postgame show. Anthony Davis, pretty good at basketball. Drops 55 points in a Lakers win over the Washington Wizards. Final score, 130 to 119. Got a little bit nervous at the end there. Not going to lie. The Lakers had a huge lead, and then it became a much smaller one. Even single digits at one point, we had some, some PTSD going on after that Pacers game, but the Lakers do pull it out. And thanks in large part to Anthony Davis and him coming in to save the day. 17 boards, 55 points, three blocks, nine of nine from the free throw line, two of three from three, 22 out of 30 shooting. I mean, he looks like the best player in the league right now. He is absolutely dominant for your Lakers. LeBron James, Chips in 29 points, eight rebounds, six assists. Yeah, how ridiculous is that? LeBron 29, eight, and six. And that's just chipping in compared to what Anthony Davis did. But that was a solid performance out of LeBron as well. 20 from Lonnie Walker and everybody else essentially in single digits. Russell Westbrook, though, 15 assists, six points, 15 assists. Did have six turnovers. Uh, turnovers were a little high for the Lakers in this one. 14 turnovers, but 54% from the field large part because Anthony Davis was dunking everything that he could see. Uh, 39% from three for the Lakers. You'll definitely take that. And they're able to beat this Wizards team. Now the Wizards were essentially without Bradley Beal. Beal played just three minutes in this one then exited with a hamstring injury. So it's the Wizards and they're without Bradley Beal. You would expect the Lakers to win with that scenario, but still 55 points out of Anthony Davis. He is an absolute monster out there for the purple and gold. If you're coming in, joining me from YouTube, from Facebook, from Twitter, welcome in. Appreciate you guys for joining me live. Those of you who have been uh, listening to the podcast version over on Apple Podcasts, do us a favor. Give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, don't forget to write something in that review box as well. Joining me tonight, Sean Spaces Davis. Sean, how are you doing? A little cold, but... uh... Always feels better watching uh, Anthony Davis get a 50-piece McNugget. Oh, my goodness. 55 for Anthony Davis. Like, this is – like, we talked about how we would hope to see AD get back to that bubble AD level. He wasn't doing this in Orlando. Like, he was incredibly good there. But this this may be 
this may be Anthony Davis at a level we've never seen before. And our buddy Jeff Spiegel mentioned this on the last post game show. Like we always, like you just mentioned, you know, we always uh, reference Anthony Davis and compare him to that bubble level. But like you just mentioned, Trevor, like we, did, we might not have ever seen Anthony Davis play at this level. And I'm not going to say he's the best player in the NBA, but if, for the past two weeks, he's been playing like the best player in the NBA because mm-hmm. what he's doing on both ends of the floor. Oh, if the Lakers were the three seed right now, or even the four the seed MVP. or the five seed, oh my gosh, the, the, the calls for Anthony Davis to be the league MVP right now would be deafening because the Lakers right now are sitting now up to 10 and 12 uh, on the season. Let me see where that puts them in the standings. They're currently sitting in 12th in the Western Conference, but it's a very compact conference. They keep winning like this. They're going to move up very quickly. But currently sitting in 12th, that's the only thing that's stopping him from getting real MVP consideration. There's a long way to go. But if he plays anywhere near this the rest of the season and the Lakers move up in the standings, we could legitimately be talking about an MVP campaign for Anthony Davis. You're getting Laker fans and some analysts even like still saying like he should still be in the conversation right now, even though the Lakers aren't winning games because of how dominant he's been. And like some people in the chat are saying he got MVP chance in Washington. That that arena sounded like a Lakers home game, which happens sometimes when the Lakers travel. But nonetheless, that's still that's still fair. Um, He did get MVP chance in Washington. I know there were a lot of Lakers fans there, but still. He's playing that well. He's playing at an MVP level right now mm-hmm. for your Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, Ace of Hearts says, right now I'm taking AD over Embiid, Jokic, and Giannis, and I shouldn't be looked at as crazy for that, to be honest. What do you think? Those first two, you got me. The last one, I still think Giannis is the best player in the NBA, although AD outplayed Giannis Friday night. But you got me on the first two. Sold. Sold as a whistle on that one. Um, but here's the thing though, like the way Anthony Davis is playing right now, are any of those guys significantly better than Anthony Davis? No. Even if you said like Giannis again, like Giannis is what the best player in the world eighties, what five or four, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, man, like the level eighties playing at right now is incredible. And this is the Anthony Davis, like you said, in the last post game show, Trevor, that, we were comparing AD and Giannis to a couple years ago. Like that's yeah. why, because this version of Anthony Davis. No question. Once again, superstar of the night. It feels like it's been going to him every single night, but it's Anthony. Da- I'm not even going to push the button. It's Anthony Davis. Clearly like there's no, there's no debate. There's nothing to discuss here. He put up 55 and 17. That's it. He's, he is the superstar of the night. He's been the superstar every night lately. Uh, Co-op, How many said, what's that? How many blocks? Three blocks. I think let me double check that. Believe he, believe he had three blocks on the night. Yep, three blocks, 17 rebounds, one assist, two turnovers, 22 for 30 shooting, and two of three from three to cap it all off. And he missed like two dunks. Anthony yeah. Davis is not that far from like a 60 piece. Koa says, Indy flashback. If AD is not in the MVP conversation, I'm calling the feds for an investigation. Uh, rest in peace, wi- uh, Wizards Rims. Never seen so many dunks from two teams in a game. It did turn into a dunk contest at the end there where they were just going back and forth. It was like an all-star game. Nobody was playing defense because the game was over. Uh, And so you got a Daniel Gafford dunk. You got a LeBron dunk. There was a Porzingis dunk and just kind of going back and forth. You and I were sweating that out a little bit saying, please pull LeBron and AD. He already tweaked the ankle a little bit more. LeBron did during the game. 
get these guys out. And uh, Darvin left them in a little bit longer than I was comfortable with. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have a lot of uh, conversations tonight about Darvin Ham's rotations. But, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, the, the hilarious LeBron dunk where Patrick Beverly shoves him in the back right after LeBron was almost ready to throw a punch. Um, yeah. Yeah, LeBron dunks it. Patrick Beverly comes and pushes him. And LeBron, when he turned, you could tell LeBron was thinking it was going to be a Wizards player standing there. Instead, it's Pat. It was like there was that split second where he had to, you know, recognize, oh, this is this is a guy on my team. I don't know why he's pushing me, but this is a guy on my team, and it's not one of the Wizards. Uh, Mario Hernandez said, where's all the trade AD talk now? AD for MVP. I don't think anybody's going to be talking about trading AD right now. But there were points earlier in the season where he didn't look that good, and so that became a part of the conversation. Right now, the way he's playing, if you have any kind of faith that this is going to continue, even if it's 80% of what we're seeing right now, you're not trading that player. Yeah, like, let's say he regresses back to a 25 and 12. Like, you're not, you're not trading AD just because you know now you can get a, a consistent 10-game stretch where Anthony Davis is arguably a top two player in the world. Mm -hmm. So, no, you're not trading AD. Jesus says, Anthony Davis is the first Laker with back-to-back 40-point -back games since Kobe Bryant in March of 2013. And wow. how about the Russ dime to AD? AD's on another level. Two more games until we're at 500. Job is not finished. But we're, we're 22 games into an 82-game season. So the job in general, is, is, is very much not finished. There is a long way to go, a lot of basketball left to play. But that being said, uh, yeah, AD's on another level. And let me ask you this, Sean. Do the Lakers get back to 500 on this road trip? Four, four games remain on the road trip, just so everybody is you know up to speed on this. Four games left on the road trip. Here's who you're playing uh, coming up. You've got next, we've got the Cavs on Tuesday, the Raptors on Wednesday, the 76ers on Friday, and then Sunday, it's the Pistons. Uh, so those four are the Lakers at 500 by the end of that road trip, Sean. Yes. Yes. Okay. I think the loss will... They would have to know. go through. They have to go three and one in order to get to, to 500. I think the loss will probably come to either or Cleveland or... Uh, Toronto, I want to say more so Cleveland because Toronto's been a little shaky recently, struggling, um, losing a few games. But, um, and that also lends to what I, I texted you the other night. But, um, yeah, I mean, Philly, they're, they're injury riddled right now. The Cavs or the Raptors, I, I don't think they lose both of those games. You got to get that Pistons one. So, um, yeah, I think, the, I think we'll see the Lakers at 500 after this, uh, at, at 500 or potentially better after this uh, upcoming stretch of games. Better. So you're saying they might win the next four. They'll sweep the, the road trip. I don't think it's like crazy that the Lakers can okay. win four straight and go six and on this road trip. If you told me that beforehand, I would have called you drunk. But like now, <laughs> Cleveland, apparently Jared Allen's injured. Dean Wade's out. Toronto's struggling. Philly's dealing with a bunch of injuries. I don't think Cade's back. Kelsey last time I remembered. Um, so... All four are winnable games. Will they win it? Doubtful, but we'll okay. see. I, I'm going to be a little more conservative. I'm going to say they're not at five. But I think they go two and two the rest of the road trip. But sure. that's me trying to be a little bit on the conservative side there. Uh, and then 
you get Bo- their, their schedule is just brutal. Boston, Denver, Washington. By the way, there's four teams every year that you only play three times uh, that are in your conference. And unfortunately for the Lakers, the Thunder and the Rockets are two of those teams this year. I'm not sure who the other two are, but that that may actually matter in the way the West is so condensed right now. That the fact that you only see the Rockets three times and you only see the Thunder three times when those would you would expect those to be wins when you play those teams. The Thunder have been playing better, but still, like you want to see the Rockets four times this season because that should yeah. be four wins. Uh, the Lakers kind of drew the short straw that way in terms of the schedule. Now, really quickly, after the Phoenix games, like coming out of this road trip, you got Boston, Denver, Washington, Phoenix, like you mentioned, three of those four are at home. But like you get you gotta get a little bit of a breather. Like Sacramento is a winnable game. Charlotte at home, you better win that game. At yeah. Dallas, that's winnable. Oh, Lucas incredible. At Orlando, you gotta get that one. And then Miami, Atlanta, Charlotte, like those are all winnable games. So you're ending the year out with a bunch of winnable games, so you just have to you just have to go get them and not lose them. You have some tough ones to get there though. With yes, you've got Denver in there. Phoenix, Sacramento has been playing much better. That's not a no longer a gimme win or anything like that. Um, the next couple of weeks are going to be important here for the Lakers. And then don't forget, we've got December 15th coming up too. That's the unofficial start to the NBA trade season. Uh, Big Tay, AD's usage is too high. Must trade for a center. Yeah, I, I don't think it would be a bad idea to get a center. Uh, in this one tonight, we saw Thomas Bryant. How many minutes did he get? 10 minutes in this one, five boards. And he was getting overpowered by Gafford for, for a stretch there. If you could get somebody, here's the thing. I think you, you do need another center, ideally. But you also don't want that person to be a $35 million player because I, I think right. that's superfluous. You don't need that. You need somebody who can play 20 to 25 minutes a night and give you solid production doing that. And just be a physical presence in there. Maybe somebody that can shoot a three. That's really what you need with AD playing at this level right now. You just need somebody who can take some of that burden off of him for the nights when you need that. Yeah. Uh, All right. Kyle Hampton said, not too much to say. Just keep it up. Now again. Yeah. Right. This person says AD has evolved into our MVP. We've been waiting on. He really has. This, this was the plan. This was always the plan for the, not necessarily for AD to drop 55, but the plan was always, it's going to be AD's team. LeBron is going to, as he ages, he's going to be able to age gracefully because Anthony Davis is going to take the rain, reins and it's going to become his team. It didn't happen last year. Didn't happen the season before because of injuries and, and poor play and all sorts of things. Now it looks like that time has finally come. And this is Anthony Davis's team. You can see it by the way they operate down the stretch, by the way they go through him, this is now AD's team. Oh, man. I'm just looking at the schedule, Trevor. Like, look, First off, Anthony Davis, since like, the, the stretch of games he's been on, 30, 37, 38, 30, 37, 25, 25, 27, 44, and 55 points. Lakers have won all these games except for two. One of them they should have won, and the other one was the Phoenix Suns game, which I feel like you and me both left that game feeling like, all right, considering the circumstances. So, um, man, AD, I mean, it's starting to be like a broken record at this, but I'm not sure what more we can say, um, at least by scoring ability, the stuff he's doing offensively to illustrate the point that Anthony Davis is phenomenal. 
Uh, Alexander White said the arena was rocking after that screaming AD dunk. A lot of Lakers fans in Washington, and I think some people that were converted towards becoming Lakers fans there in, in the building. It was a little bit of a – you had a little Rocky Four moment there, I think. You know, if I can change, you can change, we all can change. Next thing you know, the Russians are screaming and cheering for the, the American Rocky. I think that's what happened there in, in Washington, was we saw Wizards fans starting to convert and cheer for Anthony Davis. And that's a great thing. It's what happens when we watch greatness live. Uh, not making a trade is malpractice. Trade the picks. Yeah, the, the front office now, there's no excuse to not give this team whatever they feel like it needs. Um I, I went over in the last show that published um, this morning why the trade market might be a little bit difficult because I don't see very many teams that are sellers. And part of that is a byproduct of the, the play-in tournament. That's a challenge. There's going to be a lot of teams looking to be buyers on the trade market, thinking that they're not that far away. But the Lakers still need to figure out a way to get something done um, and give this team a boost. Because I think if, you're, if, if AD is playing at this level – you're not that far off, are you? No, you're not. And no, I was thinking about this earlier. I'm like, heading into the season, we were like, you can't, you have to make a trade. You can't waste one of the last good years of LeBron and wasting LeBron's fifth prime. Now we're saying like, not, not only is that still true, you can't waste like Anthony Davis being at a top eight yeah. player. If a top eight is probably like selling, selling him short right now. Um, you got to do something, but you made a good point on the live stream, Trevor. Like, I, I don't think a Russ trade is the move, not only because Russ is actually playing well and Darwin's gotten the most out of Russ, I feel, and making Russ, uh, you know, contributing to positive basketball. But the point you made on the live stream was like, I think the market is still the same. Like, in terms of like, you want something for Russ, it's a pick. You want me to take on his salary and help you, it's still a pick. So you're still likely going to have to give up the two first-round picks, which is why I think it got recently reported that the Lakers don't view any rush trade where they give up two first-round picks as a positive value because, mm -hmm. yeah, Russ is playing well, and you don't need to trade him. Like, go trade Pat Bev. Please trade Patrick Beverly. <laughs> and then also Kendrick Nunn as well. All right, Joey C says, as good as the Lakers have been lately, we still need a Russell Westbrook trade if they want to lift their ceiling. Still too careless with the ball and inefficient and poor defense. Like, on the surface, in terms of skill sets, yeah, right? Like, ideally, you would turn Russ into a couple of really high-level 3 and D wings, and off you go. Right? That, that's probably your ideal situation. The problem is what it's going to cost you, as Sean was just saying, if teams, if opposing teams are looking at this as it costs you a first just to put Russell Westbrook over onto their roster, as though Russ is a net negative that the Lakers are desperate to move, then it's going to be really tough to make a deal because I don't think he's been a net negative for the Lakers. I didn't think tonight was a fantastic performance from him. He did have some careless turnovers, six turnovers, but 15 assists on the night as well. So I don't think they're desperate to move Russ. I do think they still need to add some stuff, though, in terms of shooting uh, and against some big wings. Easier said than done. Uh, Senpai, package none and low salary guys like Jones, JTA, uh, et cetera, tried to get um, PJ Washington. Washington, Burks, Jay Rich, Jason Rich, uh, Josh Richardson. I always go Jason Richardson. That's a, that's a throwback. Uh, keep Bev and see if he progresses to the mean. If not, seek a deadline deal. 
Do you think Patrick Beverly is going to come around with his three-point shooting? Tonight, one point, 0 of 4 from three. I'm not going to lie. I could probably live with the three-point shooting not being there if he, if he was, like, elite defensively, which he has not been. I don't think he's been bad, per se. But he's been, like, an above-average defender, which is not what you traded for. You traded mm-hmm. for an, a great to an elite-level defender. That's why you traded away a 21-year-old for him. Like, the three-point shooting was kind of just like a – okay, yeah, you definitely do this deal then, um, or at least it makes it a little bit more justifiable, rather. Um, so that's really why I'm trading Pat. Like, it's a three-point shooting not being there, plus him regressing defensively. Granted, in his defense, I don't think Darwin's done a great job of putting him in positions to mm-hmm. succeed because they view him as a wing, which is incredibly uh, false. Um, a little bit of an update here. LeBron says he did tweak his ankle in that situation with Kyle Kuzma, where they both kind of where Kuzma dove and kind of landed on LeBron. But he did say he'll be ready for Tuesday, Tuesday in Cleveland. LeBron's not going to want to miss that game, obviously. So, um, so that's, that's good news. At least that LeBron's saying he is going to play on Tuesday. Uh, Matty James said these last two games for AD have been monsters. How about Russ with 15 assists? Yeah. The the assists were nice from Russ. Um, He had some rough moments, but he did have some really nice passes as, as well. He had the great pass, and Lonnie did a great job setting his man up. Just the back door in yes. semi-transition, kind of going pistol action there. Um, just, just great. Man. Russ made some big-time plays. Uh, by the way, let's go with uh, Mamba Mentality, Feed the Beast. Number three, the brow, Anthony Davis. Yep. And Anthony um, Davis. And Anthony Davis. He was getting all the end ones tonight. But let's do, let's do this one. Star in your role. Okay, so out of the other Lakers, not Anthony Davis, not LeBron, and, and we'll omit Russ from this as well, uh, who do you feel stepped up the most in this game? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I was going to say you, but I don't feel like everybody's going to get the joke. No. So I'm not going to say you. But it's Lonnie Walker. Um, Lonnie Walker is spectacular. I don't understand why he didn't play more in the fourth quarter, honestly. Um, he was, what, four for four from deep. Made some big-time plays. Um, and, again, Lonnie, Lonnie's just a show, man. And, like, I will gladly say, right, like, right hand, I will gladly say I was wrong about Lonnie Walker heading into this season. Um He's awesome, man. I hope there's a way the Lakers can keep him around this summer because um, he, he's he's amazing. And he's just a plug-and-play fit right next to LeBron and AD. 
he, he has indeed been fantastic. Um, he definitely gets the uh, star in your role award for this one. Great stuff again from Lonnie Walker scoring efficiently. He quite kind of quiet in the second half, but he gave you everything that he, that you needed from him in this game. 20 points. Can't argue with that. Uh, question says this may seem like a bold statement, but I honestly believe the Lakers can go all the way. Why not? I mean, I think that this roster is still unbalanced. It's been great. Don't get me wrong. It's been a lot of fun watching this team. These last few games winning. It's, it's felt so much, it's felt like Lakers basketball again. And that's so, so important. But the bottom line is in order to raise their ceiling to a championship level, I still think they're a move, maybe two moves away from getting there. And that's that was just about to be my point, Trevor. Like this team currently constructed, I think I can say it's a playoff team. Maybe you squeak by a first round series win because of it, it, and that's if AD stays at anywhere near this level of play. And LeBron mm-hmm. is still really, really good. But you need a trade. I don't think it's a rush trade, like I mentioned earlier. But like right now, you have like eight really good rotation players: LeBron, AD, Russ, Lonnie, Reeves, Dennis, Troy, and, and Thomas. You add like one or two more in there, whether it's a Josh Richardson who I've been clamoring over, um, or it's a big like a Miles Turner or a Yaka Pert or just somebody else. You add in one or two more rotation players. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it, but this team can do something really, really cool if you they, make one of yeah. I, I am agreement. They they certainly can if they can get everything that they need here. Uh, this one says Hustlebrook is bringing Showtime back, baby. Right. That's a new one. That's that's that one's new. Uh, Maddie James, Lonnie chipping in with twenty for him not being a great shooter from three. He's really been proving people wrong. I mean, he said heading into the season, "Leave me open and watch what happens." When people are asking about his three point shooting, so far he's backed it up. He he has been very very good for the Lakers. Koa uh, said, "Don't think we need big pieces because it'll mess with chemistry. We have pick and roll combos. Braun, AD, Russ, AD, Russ, Braun. That's unstoppable. Just a legit three and D." That's why I, I'm not going to look at this and say that a uh, a trade of just Nunn and Patrick Beverly, that may be the way to go for the Lakers here. That may be the the, the answer for them. Again, cough, cough, Josh Richardson. Rob says, Russ playing that Rondo 2020 role. I heart it. Keep him. So playoff Rondo was a thing. Is playoff Westbrook a thing? I don't know. If yeah. it is, then then yeah, you hang on to him. But the Lakers, if he is in that Rondo role, then the Lakers need him to really step up come playoff time. I think you're selling. I think you're selling Rush short now. You're calling okay. him a playoff. Like if Rondo's the comparison, I get what you're trying to say, but I think we're selling Rush short. I'm not normally the Russ defender on the channel, but I think we're selling Russ short now. No, Russ, regular season Russ is better than regular season Rondo. But for the Lakers, what's going to really matter is can he morph into that even better version it come playoff time? That's sure. that's the way I look at it. I'm not saying Russ is not like, again, regular season Rondo. People forget regular season Rondo was not very good. Yeah. Um, playoff Rondo was great. Regular season Russ is is, is pretty good. What's he going to be come playoff time? That's going to be the question because, uh, again, skill set wise on the floor, Russ kind of caps your ceiling a little bit as compared to what some other skill sets would offer. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how all that plays out. And Jared said, if we get the rest of the season with this AD, I'm buying a jersey. 
will be my only non-Kobe jersey. Let's go, AD. Just wow, Spaces. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, Sean's got one right there. Grab that one. He's got the AD Black Mamba jersey. I like it. I like it. That's my that's my favorite jersey, the Black Mamba jersey. That is Appreciate the well wishes, Jared. Appreciate it. Um, rest of the season, AD, I'm buying a jersey. This will be my only non-Kobe jersey. Yeah, I mean, good with good reason. I think if you get this the rest of the season – the Lakers will move up in the standings and we might be talking about MVP season AD. Mamba mentality. Trev, what do you think we need? A guard, a center, or a wing? I'm going wing. Sean, what are you going with? Wing. I think Thomas is okay enough. for ten, And then you have winning too. For like 10 minutes a night, 12 minutes a night, especially come playoff time, sure. You can um, get by. You can get by, exactly. Darvin's even tinkered with some LeBron small ball five, which would potentially work if you have more wings in the mix. But um, let me ask this to you, quite, yep. uh, uh, Trevor. You're talking about ADMEP. Are we? Do the Lakers have to be like the six seed or a top six team for AD to le- to get legitimate recognition for for uh, MVP? Uh, yeah, I think historically that's been the way it's gone is that you, you're not going to win MVP if you're on a non-playoff team. And so I think they've got to be six seed or better for AD to get, get the MVP. Agreed. And that's just, that's the way to, and you can quibble over it and all that, but that's just, that's the way it's been. Uh, part the size said best player in the league, best second best player on a team, AD and Braun fire. Sean AD salvaged some of our Sunday uh, that the bolts hurt us with. Chargers were not good today. And I know that that hurt Sean. Um, but this makes you feel a little bit better, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, 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 I'm not going to lie to you, Trevor. I might have pretended my phone would have died or something. I forgot to show up if the Lakers had found a way to lose this game. Yeah, <laughs> that, that would have been a rough one. That would have been a rough one for sure. Uh, Maddie James, Road to 500 is within grasp of this team. Give Ham and the team credit for a rough start and a really phenomenal turnaround to the season so far. I mean, look, the path ahead is tough, but yeah, I mean, things are starting to click with this team and we'll see where they go from here. There, again, there's a lot of tough challenges ahead, but we're starting to see things really come together and they're playing better basketball and they're playing fun basketball that's got fans believing again. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, Kanata said, no trade needed. Just sign Mello or Boogie, and Ham needs to still up his coaching strategies. Beverly shut down Kuz late. Did you see that that last part, Beverly shutting down Kuzma? No, I did not. He had, he had, like a, he had a good possession in there, but for the most part, he did not. There were, yeah, there were a couple of good defensive possessions. I was surprised when Kuzma gets going, and Kuzma is 6'8", Six nine, something like that. Right. Kuzma gets going. That Darvin Ham turns to six one, one on his tiptoes. Patrick Beverly, when you've got Troy Brown sitting right there, who's at least what six six with a long wingspan. When you've got, I mean, Austin Reeves. You've got other players who size wise would seem to do a better job. Again, not saying Pat did terribly, but I was a little surprised to see three guards in the game to try to close things out, along with LeBron and AD. When it was Russ Schroeder. And Patrick Beverly on the floor. Yeah, and Kuz really got it going in the second half. And it, it's it's fun, man, watching Kuz play well. And 
Again, to see his growth and development, not only as a scorer, we know he can score and, and the consistency with his scoring, but as a playmaker, he's really pretty with a couple of really nice dimes tonight. Um, Goose was great. Uh, AD, Braun, pick and roll should be our only play. Well, you have to be able to, to diversify your, your play set more than just that. But, but yes, when it's crunch time, when you really need to get a bucket, yeah, you're going to go to that. That's going to be your bread and butter. Uh, Jay, put Bobby Lashley in the master lock for being the first to break it in 2007. He was at the game promoting J WWE. Yes, we did see that. Um, cool to have MVP chance for AD in LA East. Uh, yes, Bobby Lashley was there. We got to see that on the playback stream. If you joined us, we all got yeah. to watch that segment. Uh, Bobby Lashley was there. But yeah, great to see AD get those MVP chants. And uh, I don't know. I'll have to ask Chris if he can put Bobby Lashley in the master lock for it. I'm certainly not doing it. Yeah. That man that man is huge. Bobby's going to put us in the master lock. No, he calls yes. it the hurt lock. So yeah, I'd, I'd rather not. I'm going to be hurting. Uh, James Bell, why was it Lonnie Walker playing in the fourth, but Westbrook was, could have been up more. I was, it, it wasn't even so much Russ. It was just yeah. going with three guards with somewhat similar skill sets down the stretch. I mean, not, I guess Pat doesn't really fit that skill set, but Russ, Schroeder, and Pat, that was a surprising trio to be out there. And just, it fits more into that narrative of the Lakers really, when they see Pat, for some reason, even though he's 6'1", like in their minds, they see a six eight wing player. I don't know why, but it's just it's the way they treat him in these rotations. Man, I just don't understand it. The closing lineup should have been Russ, Lonnie, Troy, LeBron, AD. That should have been the closing lineup. Yeah, I'm in agreement with that. Uh, Justin said the best part of the last two games for me is AD takes 27 shots, 27 and 30 shots. Braun takes 27 and 26. The aggression by our two horses. Yeah, I mean, I would ideally like to see a few more players in double figures, but when AD is dropping 55, you're going to keep going to him. Um, but yeah, look, I, I think the shot counts show you that this is becoming Anthony Davis's team. And the shot volume centered around those two, I mean, that's better than, I don't know, Pat taking 12 shots or something like that, right? Yeah. I mean, how many guys? There's probably like five guys on this team. They took 12 shots. I'm like, I'm okay with it. That's mm -hmm. the big three, Lonnie and Austin. Those are the yep. only five guys. I'm like, in Austin, 12 shots is like right around where I'm like, okay, that's enough. But like, those are the only five guys. Maybe Dennis. But like, like you, like you would have to force Austin to take 12 shots. <laughs> like he is, he is, he's overly generous in terms of passing the ball and not yeah. looking for his own shot. Yeah, I don't see, and he can score the ball. He's just very selective in terms of when when he shoots, um, for better or for worse. Yeah, about yeah, fair point. I'm probably like begging Austin to shoot more. At that please point. shoot more, Austin. Please, <laughs> you're really really good. <laughs> if he gets to twelve, I'm probably not going to say nothing. It's like, hey, no. he's he's shooting it now. <laughs> you give him a give him a, an award or something. Uh, said by NFT master lock the refs, please, until LeBron gets calls. Four free throws tonight for LeBron. Uh, he's been really having problems with the officials and, and not being able to get to the line. You know, I saw this stat, somebody put it out there the other day, um, said, and obviously the stat has probably changed because this is a few days ago, so the numbers are off, I'm sure. But LeBron, I believe, is fourth in the NBA in shots at the rim and 44th, I think, somewhere there, somewhere in the 40s in free throws attempted. Yep. That like, that's, that, uh... that's insane. 
Yeah. Got brought up in the playback stream a couple of times. Like it's yeah. ridiculous, man. How he just can't get a foul call. I mean, it's it blows my mind. And again, it's something LeBron's just gonna have to keep talking about it, talking about it, and try to get people aware of what's happening and figure out why. Why why can he not get a whistle? Uh, Matty James, I really want to see him experiment with Wendy Gabriel or Thomas Bryant in the lineup next to AD. Also love the lineup in the second with AD, Braun, Reeves, Lonnie, and Troy. Yeah, we were talking about that, the bigger lineup that was on the floor. I, I too, I agree. I would like to see them experiment with some bigger lineups. Uh, I'd like to see, like Thomas Bryant is the only player where you can legitimately put on the floor with AD and say AD is the four. Everybody else, AD is essentially going to be the five. But a Thomas Bryant-AD pairing, I'd like to see more of that. If nothing else, just to develop more options so you don't feel like you have to go small, so you've got something else you can turn to when the situation calls for it. I'd like to see the Lakers get more experience going with a big lineup. That that lineup that Matty James mentions at the end there just, like, logistically makes so much sense. And I'll talk about when we get to the master lock, but, like, you got three really good defenders, two really good ones, Troy's good, Lonnie tries LeBron when he wants to can be a really good defender still. And then just like five guys that offensively fit so seamlessly together. Like Lonnie's that secondary playmaker and ball handler with just the half court burst of athleticism. I can just get downhill and blow by anybody. Oh man. Yes. Yes. Maddie James. It, it makes too much sense for the Lakers to try it out. Uh, Edgar says, everybody wants Russ to stay now. Well, like, isn't that kind of the way it goes, right? If somebody's playing poorly, people are going to be frustrated with them. And if they're playing well, they're not going to be frustrated with them, right? Yeah, I mean, you could say the same thing. Like, everybody wants AD to not get traded anymore. Like, same thing. I mean, if, like, if it's if it's raining outside and everybody's grabbing umbrellas and then suddenly it gets sunny, you're not going to run around and criticize everybody and say, where, oh, nobody needs an umbrella now. Yeah, of course not, because it's sunny. It's sunny, right. Right, like that's that's the way it goes. So if, uh, that's the way fandom is. Like if a player is playing well, people are going to say, let's keep this guy. Uh, yeah. And if he's not, they're going to say, well, we need to move on because ultimately they want the team team to win. Um, it's just the way it goes. Uh, Darvin, this comment says, Darvin is living in the past with Patrick Beverly. Um, I've seen this comment before. Is Patrick Beverly... Darvin to Darvin Ham as Avery Bradley was to Frank Vogel. Is that accurate? I don't know. Whatever it is, I hope somebody. That's why I'm a little nervous that the Lakers are actually not going to trade Pat Bev. <laughs> Darvin's be like, wait, no, he's he's the missing piece to the Lakers winning a title. Patrick Beverly, ladies and gentlemen. I, I still think he can do some things for you on the defensive end of the floor. I would just like to see his shooting efficiency get back they were so hopeful that he was going to shoot even mid 30 percent you know 35 percent would be good enough for this lakers team uh, and he just hasn't been able to um from three and that's been such a big problem for uh for the lakers this season so that's the frustrating part defensively he can still do some things for you I, i'm just still not sold on pat bev wing stopper um he can have some good moments there but ultimately you want an actual wing that can fill that role like, like, like I said earlier, like Pat's at his best when he's like pestering Steph and Dane and Trey and these guys. Now where he's guarding six ten, Kyle Kuzma who could just shoot over him. When, well, oh, let man. me ask, let me ask you this: Can Pat stay 
with can Pat stay in front of Steph, Trey, Dame, those guys? Now, like this completely, version of Patrick Beverly, completely probably not. But I think he'll do a much better job on him uh-huh. than yeah, and a lot of people probably can't, right? But sure. I don't know if like I don't think he's a point guard stopper either. I don't know if he's quick enough at this point to do that. So realistically, his wheelhouse is probably guarding twos. So right? wait, let me get this straight then. The Lakers traded 21-year-old Taylor Horn Tucker with a ton of upside, ton of potential still, for a guy that they were hoping that was gonna shoot at least 35% from three, mm-hmm. and that at the bare minimum was gonna be good defensively, whether it was being a three and D wing stopper or a guy guarding guards, and he can't do either of those things. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. And you gave up another one of your wings to do the trade. Yep. That's, that's the way it's looking. Um, I think Pat can switch on to a three and, and be okay. I think at, at times. Yeah. But I just, I just don't know if he's your solution to every, to, uh, I don't think he's a one through three problem solver on the defensive end no. of the floor right now. I just don't think we're saying that. And really quickly, I'm not like referencing referencing THT as a like, oh my God, he's balling in Utah. I'm just referencing like, hey, he's still 21, or he was still 21. I don't know if he's uh, had his birthday yet. Still 21 years old, potential or whatever, right? Like that's that was my only point. I'm getting slandered in the chat now. That's nice. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Easy Bucket said, it's honestly getting to a point where I don't want Russ gone. His play and tempo lately have been great, and I feel uh, we would miss that if he's gone. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. You actually have to be careful if you trade Russell Westbrook. This isn't it, gone are the days of the summer where it was, oh my gosh, trade Russell Westbrook and just get anyone back. Like you actually have to be pretty careful if you trade him because he does bring some very specific positives to the team that they will miss if he's not there. Yeah. So you got to be careful. Ace of Hearts, hypothetical. If we traded for Miles and Buddy at the opener, seeing what AD is doing right now, plus what Miles and Buddy are doing, where do the Lakers stand? Uh, so right now they are 10 and 12. What's the Lakers record if you were to take Russell Westbrook off the team and put Miles Turner and Buddy Heald on the team? That's such a tough question to answer. Right. Because first off, I think when people look at that question, like talk about Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, they're like Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, the way they're playing currently in Indiana. It's like that stretchy game for Miles Turner went bananas. Mm-hmm. You're not getting that in LA, more than likely. Like it's like the Demar Derozan thing from last year. Everybody's like upset that we didn't get Demar. Like Demar is great, but he was not going to play that well. Like the way he did in Chicago in LA, because just what he was going to be the third option next to LeBron AD. And I also think now you're kind of like discounting all the positive stuff like you mentioned mm-hmm. trevor the russell westbrook does provide russ does a good job with that second unit giving ad and lebron some rest 
and keeping the game competitive, the change of speed in the, in, in a semi-transition, um, the rebounding ability and stuff like that. Um, so I don't know. I don't think like when you factor everything in, um, I think they might be better, but mm-hmm. um, how are, are they? Are they 500 right now? Yeah, they're 500. Yeah. I think that's that's fair to say. It's hard to know for sure because Russ had had some good games too, but yeah. I do think with those two guys on the floor, you're probably 500, uh, if not a little better there. Like you probably win the Portland game. It, right? You, there's some losses that you we, we pick up wins. And this um, take is a great reason why to my point. Yes. So Jay says Russ's playmaking is vital for AD. We need a Rondo slash Russ type to make the game easier. We trade Russ, who can take that role. It's not Dennis. LOL. Yeah, Dennis isn't throwing lobs to AD, and that's been a thing forever. Right. Yeah. Um, if Russ is off the team, who's throwing those lobs to Anthony Davis? Like that's something that you have to factor in. Russ does a pretty good job of finding AD, getting him the rock. Um, same thing with like even Wendy Gabriel can can benefit from Russ being on the yeah. floor. So again, these are all things the Lakers have to consider when they're looking at the trade market. It's not just what can you get in return. You have to really consider what you're losing, and it's not necessarily all about the future picks. It's about what Russ is bringing on the positive side that you'll no longer have and what the ripple effect will be from taking that off your squad. And then you'll still like, like, let's say, I don't know, hypothetically here is like Pat Bev and Kendrick Nunn on December 15th or whatever for Josh Richardson, mm-hmm. you let Russ expire. Rich, Jay Rich might be on a contract for next season. So like, you're still going to have a, at least a somewhat amount of money to be able to go bring back now potentially also Reeves, Lonnie Walker, Troy Brown, yeah. and see what you can fiddle around with on the market. So from a cap standpoint, it makes sense to keep Russ now. From a like trade value standpoint, it makes sense to keep Russ now. Um, and from a team building, like Trevor and that super chat alluded to, it just makes sense to keep Russ at this point. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to disagree with that, um, particularly when I'm looking at that value piece. That's going to be interesting. Uh, yeah. Nico. Said LA's win against the Bucs is such a huge morale booster. The upcoming back-to-back games against the Raptors and Cavs will be crucial. Yeah, if if it's me, I'm hoping to take one of those games. I think they lose that Raptors game now. I think about it. Second, Second I have a back-to-back yeah. going to Toronto. Yeah. That that could be a difficult one. But you know, we, you play the game and we'll see what happens there. But those are going to be difficult, and we'll see um, what this team is really made of with that. All right. Super Dope Hip Hop says, AD, LeBron, best duo again. What's Ham doing starting Bev over Reeves and Troy Brown Jr.? Last seven minutes playing Bev, Westbrook, Schroeder together. Lonnie Walker, Austin Reeves, hurt. Did I miss the fourth? No, they, they're not hurt. They just didn't play. Like We said before the game that a lot of Lakers fans were not going to be happy with Patrick Beverly in the starting lineup. I said, I kind of get it if you just want somebody to slow down Bradley Beal a little bit. like He's at least somebody who can chase Bradley Beal around. But then Beal went out. And Bev still got 24 minutes. And you got 25 for Austin Reeves, so that's more. You'll take it, but 17 for Troy Brown. I don't I don't think Patrick Beverly is unplayable, but I would like to see more minutes, significantly more minutes go to Reeves, go to Troy Brown, than what you see go to Patrick Beverly, unless there's a specific situation like you need him on a Bradley Beal. But Beal got hurt at the beginning of this game, so that no longer existed, and the minutes still went Pat's way. This might be a bold take, but I'm kind of more so basing this off like the Suns game, like mm-hmm. Devin Booker, Bradley Beal. If that's the case, Austin Reeves is the better guy for Bradley Beal. Just based off the Phoenix Suns game, mm-hmm. 
being the big, like the best example of this, Reeves was phenomenal guarding Devin Booker in that Phoenix Suns game. As a matter of fact, I think every, I think Devin Booker was great against everybody else except Austin Reeves in that game. If you go watch mm-hmm. it back, plus the stuff Reeves does offensively, his connecting piece and being able to knock down shots. He didn't knock down a three tonight, missed a couple, but um, yeah, if that's the case. I think Reeves is a better guy for Beal, but you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, let's get into our favorite award of the night. Master Lock of the Night. All right, the Master Lock of the Night. We take whatever is the most annoying thing from this particular game, and we put it in our buddy Chris the Masterpiece. Master's finishing hold, the Master Lock. John, what's getting your Master Lock tonight? Um, well, geez, chat, Master Lock. Man, I'm going to Master Lock myself. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> I had to master lock myself a couple of shows ago. So really <laughs> I did. I did. I, I didn't know that Matt Ryan had been waived because oh, you know, wow. you know, the way it is, I get so far behind in the chat. Um, like for example, right now I am 30 minutes behind in the chat. Okay. And so I didn't know that it had happened. I was doing a solo show and I didn't know it had happened. So the chat in real time was screaming, you know, typing in all caps, Matt Ryan's been traded or been, been waived. I mean, and they wanted me to respond to that, and I had no idea. It was like 20 minutes before I realized what had happened and saw some messages and stuff going on. So I, in that scenario, yes, I master-locked myself. It was a first. Wow, shocker. There we go. Yeah. Um, this might be a surprise. I'm going to master-lock Darvin Ham. Oh, your guy? And great. I mean, part of it is, like, first of all, people think I, I can never say anything wrong about Darvin. I've, like, openly criticized him, criticized him before. Um, and I'll do it again. Like, dude, I... I think defensively, the most frustrating thing is like just how like bland the stuff gets defensively. Now, granted, he went two three zone the first half, which was super exciting, and it worked. Didn't really go back to it in the second half. Very confusing for me. Um, and then like just simple stuff like helping off ball side corner, which makes no sense to me because now you leave me open statistically. The best shot in basketball, a wide open corner shooter. Granted, if it's if it's a bad shooter, then I don't really care. But like a good three point shooter. They've done it all year long. Offensively, just the stagnation at times when it does not need to be stagnant. You need to run something the most. So really, Nassau like Darwin for the play calling at times, the defense being so vanilla, and the rotations. Well, like, there's no excuse, in my opinion, to be running um, Dennis Shooter, Pat Bev, Russell Westbrook, LeBron, running these three and four guard lineups, which makes mm-hmm. no sense in the world. Absolutely makes no sense. I love Darvin, so I think he's still going to be a really good head coach. He's done a lot of great things for this Lakers team. But there's a couple of things that just irritate my soul, and Darvin gets my master lock. All right. All right. Well, I like that one. That's a that's a good one. It's fair, showing that Sean can be reasonable, even though that's his guy. Um, I I hate to do this. He's a former and I think maybe future Laker. My master lock is going to Kyle Kuzma. Bringing him back. Kyle Kuzma, stay away from LeBron's ankles. I don't care if the game is close. I don't care if it's a it's a an important play. You weren't gonna reach that ball even if you dove. Don't dive at LeBron's ankles. We need those ankles to be intact. Kyle Kuzma, you're getting the master lock. So hopefully next time we play the Wizards, well, maybe 
Kuz will be in the Lakers jersey next time the Lakers play the Wizards. We'll see what happens on the trade front. But next time we play the Wizards, I don't want to see Kyle Kuzma getting anywhere close to LeBron's ankles. Leave that man alone. There we go. That's it. That's that's my master lock. Stay away from a man's ankles. You heard him. That's right. That's right. Dante Simmons said, you're all tripping. They're likely to go 6-0. and Says they're going to sweep the road trip. There's the optimism I, I came to the show for. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. Go 6-0 and on the road trip and then head into a matchup uh, at home against the Celtics. Uh, we've got Just Beasy said, strong, beautiful win. I really wish we could put Max Christie in a hot tub time machine. Then we wouldn't need a major move. He's the ideal piece. Now, hot tub time machine. In hot tub time machine, they go back in time yeah. and get into the bodies of their younger selves. So you would just get a younger version of Max. Like, do you want 10-year-old Max Christie? Because that's what would happen if you got the hot tub time machine, Max Christie. What you need is you need a DeLorean. You need to get that thing up to 88 and travel to the future and go pick up future Max Christie, bring him back, bring me a copy of Gray Sports Almanac while we're at it. I'll make us all a little bit of money. That's what you need. I, I like the reference, but if we're if we're thinking this through, we need the DeLorean from Back to the Future and not the, the hot tub time machine. Or like, you know, yeah, like 26-year-old Max Christie. If, if we're at a hot tub time machine, like take me back to when I was like 22, I might be able to contribute a little bit to the Lakers, knock down a couple of threes, you know. Just... We'll get the younger version of Sean, and that will – that will help the, the Lakers team. Uh, name five players better than AD right now. Why do you ask me to do impossible things? Yeah, like you can maybe name three, but AD's been the fourth best player in the NBA right now. Yeah, he's been absolutely, absolutely incredible. Uh, Constantinos said, Ham is scary. Playing Dennis, Russ, and Bev, three short, horrible shooters who are average defenders, cannot in any possible way be defensible. Just shocking. I was surprised as well. Um we would be hearing, like, we're hearing a lot about this from Lakers fans. We would be hearing a lot more if AD didn't save the day and if they had really blown this lead and, and lost this game. We'd be hearing a lot more about, about that right now. I, it just doesn't make sense. If Bradley Beal is on the floor, I get it, kind of. But you've got Troy Brown right there. You've got Austin Reeves right there. Why, why go with this miniature lineup? It, it, just, it doesn't make sense. Trevor thinks I'm joking. I promise you, if the Lakers lost this game, I was going to go out my <laughs> He was not going to make it to the show. No. All right, we're going to do a few more here. Muffin breaks. So take Pirtle and Richardson and wait to trade Russ until the trade deadline. If the Spurs call you up, they say Pirtle and Richardson for Pat Bev and Kendrick Nunn, and you got to give us a first unprotected. What do you say? Take my money. When, yeah. when where, where do I sign? I, I don't think I would go as far as two firsts. But if it's a first, a first, and a second, I'm probably doing that. Yeah. You know what? I got one that I kind of liked. Um, okay. Somebody mentioned this. I talked about it on the last show. Somebody mentioned in our in our chat, said, what if you do this? What if you take Patrick Beverly and Kendrick Nunn and you do, you do a trade for Miles Turner and then you do a follow-up trade uh, for Alec Burks? with with the pistons and i'm trying to remember who it was that was put into that i think i'm quoting that that trade wrong but there was a way that it actually worked and you go get alec burks 
in a deal. Um, and so and then you get some Russ. shooting coming in. And you're not trading Russ. Right. How does that work? I'm trying to remember what it was. It did make sense the way it was set up. It was really late when I recorded that show, so I don't remember exactly <laughs> what the pieces were. But you wound up. What's that? Three-teamer, maybe? It may have been a three-team. But, yeah, yeah there was that was the end result, was the Lakers wound up with Burke. So rather than give up two first to get, say, Buddy Heald, you're giving up a little bit less to get Alec Burks to kind of fill that role. I kind of like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. So you give up one first and you walk away with Turner and, and Alec Burks and he had to give up some seconds or something to, to get it done. Yeah. I, I, I'll need to go back into it and figure out exactly what the, what the trade was uh, with the way Russ is playing. You should, would you re-sign him? So Russ hits free agency this summer. Do you re-sign him? Uh, depends. Like, am I paying him a taxpayer? Maybe. Sure. Why not? But honestly, I probably, he's probably third in my like priorities. I'm, I'm more worried about bringing back Austin Reeves and Lonnie Walker. Does Russ want to stay? I wonder. That's also another good question. <laughs> Cause things, I mean, the Lakers legit tried to trade him all summer. He's in trade talks right now. They're still looking at that. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it, I mean, that's the first hurdle to clear. Does Russ want to be back? And then if he if he does, what are you willing to pay to keep him? Like yeah. if you if you have cap space, how much cap space are you willing to spend? If you're an above the cap team and you can pay him whatever you want because you have his bird rights, what are you willing to give him? Would you go ten million? Would you only go five? Would you go fifteen? Right. I mean, that's those yeah. are all things though that will become a bit clearer as the season goes on. You would have his bird rights. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. But that only matters if you're an if you're an above the cap team. Right. If you're a below the cap team, the only way you stay below the cap is by waiving Russ and renouncing his rights. Yeah. So it's not like you can spend the money. It's not like you can have 25 million in cap space, spend the 25 million, and then use bird rights to keep Russ around. His cap hold will prevent you from spending that 25 million. Right. So, yeah. Fun. Uh, Jeremiah says the broadcast said Lonnie's foot was bothering him. He did have that left foot issue. Maybe that's an explanation for why Lonnie wasn't in later on in the game. Somebody else says the same thing. Lonnie's foot was sore. That's would that be an explanation for why they went with three guards at the end? That would be the explanation for why Lonnie didn't play. That's not the explanation for why you went three guards still. Yeah, because you still had a healthy Austin Reeves. You still had uh, Troy, Troy Brown. Brown. Yeah, all of those guys that you could turn to. Um, all right, let's do let's do one more. Here we go. Here's one for you. Ron says for Sean Kelly Oubre trade better than a Josh Richardson trade. So what am I trading? My is it still what non and Pabev for just Kelly? Yeah. No, Josh Richardson. You'd go Josh Richardson over over Kelly Oubre I defensively. Defender. Yeah, that's yes. why. Yep. Yep. I'll agree with that. All right, everybody, we're going to wrap things up there. If you submitted a super chat, I will add them to tomorrow's podcast. We still have plenty of stuff to discuss regarding the Lakers, but the important thing is the Lakers get the win tonight, 130 and 119, and Anthony Davis is still insanely good at basketball, dropping 55 points. What a day for him. What a win for the Lakers overall the last few weeks. It's been so much more fun. It's like we're finally watching Lakers basketball again. Hopefully they can keep it rolling. 
on a couple of days when they take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Guys, make sure that you are subscribing to Lakers Nation YouTube channel. Ring that notification bell. Until next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com